Okay, now we're live. <laughs> awesome. Okay, we got this. We got this. Everyone, welcome back to the Advice from Hannah show season three. Yet we have another guest in the building. I'm super excited, super pumped to have Rebecca here. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm happy now that I'm talking to you, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time coming. We've been DMing back and forth for like three years now. It ha- has it been three years? Yeah, just about. Wow, like I love that you going. said that. I, what is with everybody yeah. telling me three years? I just realized that I haven't gone to check my eyes in three years, and now you told me today. Three- <laughs> well, it's it's COVID years. COVID years don't count, so I think that we get a redo on some of that. Can we please? Can we please get yeah, a redo? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like COVID years don't count for anything. If as far as everyone asks, I'm still in my twenties, okay? I'm still thirty. Perfect. <laughs> I haven't exactly. moved from thirty. You know what? The my my god sister said to me, she's like, I swear you're twenty four. I'm like, Oh sweetheart. No. <laughs> I haven't been there twenty four in a very long time. Oh girl, I got ID'd last one to go buy alcohol and I was just like, Ah, okay. Here you go. Here's my here's you get you sure you want it you can have it here's my id and the woman looked at me she's like whoa how old are you and i'm like okay no (sighs) so she's like bring out her her phone and do the calculation i'm like she took out her phone (laughs) i'm like there's a one in front of my number man like i'm old enough to buy alcohol we're good (laughs) that's the funniest thing i've heard all day yeah (laughs) well she was young she must have been like 18 or something i'm like but still come on guys do math in your head you can do you got this no, they can't do math in their head. Two plus two is seven. Exactly. Honestly, this is hysterical right now. I need to have you on again because the banter is gold. The banter is fair. So it's hey, been three I'm, years. Yeah, give or, give or take. Like right at the very beginning of your podcast. Really? So was this like, yeah. did, did we manifest this? I think we manifested. We must have. I honestly, girl, I have manifested so much of my life this last call it year. So I'm all about that. Wow, this is so cool. I'm like, I, I have like, you know, you know, I totally crush over whoever comes on my show, right? So like now I'm like totally crushing on you. I'm gonna be like, oh my God, it's been three years. We've been talking three yeah. years. We've outlasted hey. like a lot of things. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> We've been going back and forth. I remember now, dude, now you're gonna make me look into this, like scroll up to see our first convo. You're gonna make me do this after the show. Okay. Okay, I'll do it too because I feel like yeah, because I met you through Amanda Koholm. Yes, shout out to Amanda. What's popping, Wolf? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yes, that was a long time ago. Who business life? So many things have changed. Girl, you tell me. You tell. How about you tell them? Tell us a bit about yourself. Like, what? Who is Rebecca? What does she do? What's what's happening? So I am a visual identity coach and a designer. One led to the other. So I started as a designer uh, making clothing for women with an athletic body shape. And that led into a lot of mindset work just about business because I started learning about mindset for business. And then I started adapting it to how we treat and look at clothing and how we represent ourselves to the world. 
And I realized that I have a unique set of skills um, when you look at my design work and my uh, mental work. And so I designed this, uh, this coaching program to help women love themselves when they look in the mirror. I think you say it's so chill. Love yourself when you look in the mirror, but that is some hard shit. <laughs> when you have spent 20 years hating what your body looks like and what your body looks like in clothes, yeah, it's it's some heavy stuff to say, like, I'm going to love what I look like. And it goes so much further than, you know, some of the affirmations and whatnot, like really loving what yourself looks like in the mirror, all of it, your knees, your your elbows, all of it, you got to take some work. No, definitely. But. It definitely takes a lot of work just to, and it's all the limiting beliefs, right? And it has to do a lot with, at least for me, like the media, like growing up, you know, you would see them look a certain way in the magazines and we all learned what Photoshopping was. We all learned what fillers are, Botox, hair extension, oh, yeah. you know. Oh my gosh, so much. So like I grew up in the time when heroin skinny was the look to have and I do not have that body shape at all. Um, what was it? Like heroin chic. That's what it was called. Uh, and that's the thing is like body, tr body shapes go through trends the same as everybody else. So understanding what you look like and being okay with that, no matter what your shape, that's where your true confidence comes in. But yeah, there's no one, no one really teaches us how to do that. And like, we're just now learning about like limiting beliefs and habit building and all of these tricks that should be taught in school or somewhere. No, most definitely. I feel like it should be something confidence should be taught while we're growing up. And then the kids that are overly confident, they're labeled as cocky or they're labeled as, you know, stuck up or you think you're all that. And it's really just embracing yourself and, and who you are, because I think we're all beautiful in our each way, right? What looks good on you may not be the best for me and vice versa. It, well, exactly. And I mean, body composition even like i'm i'm six one so me saying that i'm a large looks different on me than my friend who is five one you know what i mean and that's exactly it is like our the kids are growing up thinking um you know i'm cocky or i'm a mess or all of these things that we tell these kids and then we grow up and tell them oh no like don't think like that and i was like we, we trained you how to think it's our job to show you how to think and to tell you or to at least teach you different methods of thinking, Oops. right? So mm -hmm. going back and unlearning all of that is hard. It's totally hard. It's so, and it's funny that you say you're six one. I ba I'm barely five one. I say I'm five and a half. <laughs> nice. I, on some occasions, I will say that I'm five thirteen. So don't worry. <laughs> it's hard. It's definitely it's definitely hard and and challenging to dress your different body size. And, and know what looks I I'm for one I don't even think I like trends it just depends on on my body like I've I've been every size in the book I've been a size four I think down like nearing I'm like a 12 14 range so I've literally been every size in the book so I I may be the worst example to speak with too but what do you find is you know one thing that's limiting females from dressing to how they like like is there one underlining factor to everything so one, I'm going to like quickly point out that I think you're actually probably the best person to comment on it because you have been every size. And from what I know about you, you love yourself at every size and you know how to dress yourself at every size because you understand your proportion, which is something that doesn't change. Um, and the underlining thing that I see across a lot of the women that I work with 
is that they don't trust themselves. And I know it's such a broad thing to say. And how many of us can say that we truly, honest to God, trust ourselves and trust our actions. But they'll say things like, I don't want to be, um, uh, what did she call it? A frumpy mummy. Uh, it was an Australian woman who said it. So I'm saying it the way that she said it, not the way that I usually say it. Um, and I said, well, well, what does it look like to not be that? And she's just like, oh, well, and she kind of went on about it and didn't really give me an answer. And I'm like, so if you don't trust that you can pull off this look or that you can wear the things that you want to wear, or if you don't trust yourself to show up when people expect things of you because you look a certain way, that's that's where this big problem kind of stems from. Most definitely. I think it's super difficult, especially now, like myself, I'll be completely transparent before what, two years ago, like I, I've from the time that I started my brand, we're going on year four now. I've, you know, I started my brand. I was probably, you know, 130 to 135 range. Um, and I can fit into anything, any sales size, any rack size. Uh, before that, I was the biggest quote unquote I've been before, but now I'm bigger than that. So, you know, it, it comes to a point where I know I'm top heavy. Um, I'm short. So I know I can either show more bust if I'm showing less less leg or more leg and less bust. You know, halter tops aren't the best for me because it doesn't it situate me more. So it just it's something that you have to learn and really understand that I can't wear, you know, those latex dresses. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, also, it's one of those things like you probably could as long as it was as long as you wore it in a way that it wasn't even about what it actually looked like on your shape it was more like damn that girl is wearing a latex dress and you're like yeah i am <laughs> you know what i mean like it's that confidence and that's what makes something looks good i'm gonna buy a latex dress now somebody keep me accountable <laughs> do it i'm gonna <laughs> wear it on stage start, everyone start tagging her in latex dresses that would look good on her <laughs> I think it would be so much fun. I have to start being a bit more risque with with my fashion choices. I find that I I'm not as I can wear color. That doesn't bother me. But why why do you have to be? What I have to be more risque? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't wanna I don't wanna look back when I'm fifty and then have like a god knows what kind of body type and say, darn, at thirty I could have wore this. See, my thing is that the only thing that doesn't belong in your wardrobe is the word could, should, or um, uh, could have, should have, would have. That's the one. Thank you. <laughs> because then you're putting other people's beliefs on what you should look like in your head. And the only one that matters is you. Come on now. Don't make me teary eyed on my darn show, okay? I haven't cried on season three. <laughs> okay, well, this is time for everything. Come on now. <laughs> I haven't cried on season three. Let's not start today. Okay, um, fair. <laughs> No, but that's, but that's me. What... You touch the cord. You touch the cord. That that's true. That's true. It should be about me, not about anybody else. It's right. You're right. You're right. I don't get a. Hey, I said you're right. <laughs> now I have it on in the recording as well. So in a recording, <laughs> Rebecca is always right. Should you should make a shirt? I should. I definitely. I mean, I usually don't mess with uh, putting logos on shirts, but I'll make an exception. Maybe some embroidery or something. <laughs> Can we? Rebecca is right. R I S. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm just double checking with this on acronym for anything else. And then we're good. I think it'll be fun. I'll be the first to buy it. Be the first to buy it. Perfect. If you make, if you make one of those, I have to ask you, we could slide into, slide into this combo. 
talk to me a bit about designing and, and what are your thoughts on, you know, fast fashion and actual, you know, what is it called? This cloth clothing is what's the right term? Clothing design? Slow, slow, slow fashion. Still, still fashion? Slow fashion. Slow fashion. And then fast fashion. Okay, we're learning y'all. We're learning. Yes. So basically, just for everyone who doesn't know, slow fashion is a more traditional way of making clothing. So done usually with a smaller uh, brand or designer, whether you're doing it one-on-one or one to a few, whereas fast fashion is literally is indicating how long it takes to make the garment. Um, Forever 21 boasted at one point that they could take a full fashion cycle. So from concept to finished garment into the stores within two weeks, which is extremely quick for someone who's working on a slow fashion model. It takes usually around six months to get a fully conceptual garment from start to finish. Now, the reason with that is fast fashion doesn't care as much about the fit or the quality. So there's a couple of things that they do some little tricks so that the garment doesn't actually last as long. Um, Things like sewing with bigger stitches or reusing different patterns, which isn't to say that that's bad. It's just saying that they don't put a lot of care into the fast fashion looks. You'll notice that a lot of them are uh, a very boxy cut or maybe they don't fit super well. Whereas some of the slower fashion pieces, because generally we do care a lot about fit. It's why we got into fashion in the first place. We spend a lot of time uh, working with our patterns to make sure that they are perfect for each size. So that's the main difference between the two. And uh, do you have like a specific question around both of them or just like my thoughts on either of them? Because I think that there's a place in our world for both. Um, I think that if we want to make slow fashion more accessible, then we as a small designer community need a lot more help. And that unfortunately is uh, a long time in the making. But at the moment, like the fact that people still value what we do and are willing to um, to compensate us for the time and effort that it takes for us to do what we do, I totally get that and I respect that. And if you have one slow fashion piece and you mix it with an H&M t-shirt, then there's nothing I can say because you're still... You're contributing to the solution. That was a mic drop. That whole that whole answer was a mic drop. Like I need you guys to go back and listen to what she said because that was a mic drop. I you the board lit up for me, which is like my favorite part of the interview. What is something that prompts you to go into slow fashion? Because the you know I try I try my best not to fall for the trends as much. Though I said a latex dress earlier, but. I try not to because I don't think it's as, t- is as timeless um, as slow fashion. What made you choose one over the other? So for me, I mentioned before I'm 6'1". I've been 6'1 since I was about 16. And I have an extremely athletic shape. Um, so when I was in my young 20s, I had finished design school. And I discovered going to the gym. And I... Could not, I could not actually wear anything that I was making. And it's so disheartening to put your arm through a jacket and have the jacket that you made rip because your arms are too big. And I remember talking to my mom or something and I was just like, this is dumb. And she looked at me and she's like, don't you have a degree in this? And I'm like, oh man, I do. (laughs) Like I can change this. (laughs) So that's what started um, my my love into slow fashion where I got to make clothes that actually fit me in my proportion um, 
that moved with me that was that I was able to wear and have been my style. Yes, it is much more versatile than a fast fashion piece. So even like even I'll purchase fast fashion pieces if I want something that's quote unquote more trendy. Um, I don't find a lot of trends lend themselves to my personal style and the image that I want to portray. So I don't have a lot of them, but I do have some. I mean, there's nothing. Oh, sorry. I just want to like quickly shout out like fast fashion has a really bad rap, but there are a lot of companies that are trying very hard to be better for the environment, be better for their workers. You just have to do a lot more research, and you as the consumer are the ones who have to do the research and only shop from fast fashion companies that you deem appropriate. After that, like if you don't know, or because you don't want to know that that's on you, but all of the information is there. You have every right to it. It's a, like a open platform. Well, people, I, I find that people don't understand sometimes what, well, at least for me, the power they have as a consumer. Um, oh yeah. You have all of the power, all of it. That's how you vote with your dollar. This is, this is facts. This is facts. You, you decide whether you, I call them now. I, instead of, You've taught me fast fashion and slow fashion in this episode. But before that, I was like, you know, do you want to just get in, buy an investment piece? Or is this just something that you're going to wear three, four times and then, you know, the stitching is going to come off? Yeah. And and some of that is also about how you're choosing to care for your clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get slow fashion pieces. Like I can make you a piece and if you mistreat it, it's still not going to last as long. And if you, I've had women who have been like, oh, I I have a tank top that I bought from Forever 21 that I've had for five years. And I'm like, oh, what? Explain? How? I don't understand. And they're like, oh, well, I hand wash it and I hang it to dry. And I'm like, oh, so you care for your textiles. And there's, I mean, each textile needs different types of care. So I'm not saying hand wash everything, but I'm just saying like, if you care for your clothes, they will last longer. You- but that goes back into your habits, right? And like how you see your clothing. And how don't you see, see them as disposable. Yeah. If you see your clothing as disposable, then you will treat it like it's disposable. So an investment piece, even if you're paying $5 for a t-shirt, if that's an investment piece to you and you take care of it, then it'll last you a lot longer. Most definitely. Most, and I find that, you know, that you touched something. Now I'm going to bring it old school. And like in the Caribbean where I'm from, people still hang stuff to dry outside mm-hmm. instead of, you know, putting it in the dryer just because you're saving like light and whatnot and I always find that when I'm down there everybody's whites are crisper and just the colors itself are just more than us you know we're so busy here in North America we put everything in the dryer and if if you have the chance to go to the cleaners you do um what is your okay I'm obsessed with laundry detergent so (laughs) hello 30 what's your favorite laundry detergent this is really random oh okay um Oh my gosh, I'm going to forget their name right now. Of course, you're putting me on the spot. I'll have to send you a, a DM. But there's a locally made laundry detergent that I get from a store in Elmont, like near Ottawa. Okay, I'm going to have to send you a link to them because I can I can picture the bottle and I cannot picture the branding. Okay, fine. Send it to me. But, okay, to I will send it to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I. You know what? This is a totally random question. I've become obsessed with laundry. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I've become obsessed. This has been my new, I think this is 32, chapter 32 of my life that I, I'm just, you know, okay, there's this Santa Febreze air freshener, like fabric freshener. Okay. 
and I couldn't find it for like three months. And I went to different Walmarts and I couldn't find it. And the day that I did, I bought four. And I looked at my the cart and I'm like, oh my God, I've turned into one of them. Yeah, you did. You have. Also, the brand name is called Soak. Soak. Yeah, S-O-A-K. And it's a uh, it's an eco, eco brand. But they smell freaking real good. Soak. I got it. Shout out to Soak. Go sponsor Rebecca if you're listening yeah, to this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they're great. Soak. Okay, I'm excited about this. I'm going to tag them. I'm going to tag them when we drop this. Maybe they'll listen and, and call you and give you a ring. Hey, you never know. I will take it. We have to manage. But they do like laundry laundry bags and stuff too. So it's really great for if you're like washing any sort of delicates or lace, things like that. I would always recommend it. Put it into a laundry bag, even an old pillowcase to protect the garment. You're dropping gems. You're dropping pure gems. I hope you guys are listening to this because we don't always have a fashion designer in the house. Everyone's taking notes. They pull out their notes app in their phone. <laughs> and listening. That's where I write all of my good ideas. All of my ideas are either in my Google Drive or my notes app. <laughs> You know what? I use notes. I use the notes on um, iPhone. Oh, okay. I have like a billion of them though. But you can lock them. So then I know that the lock ones are super important and then the other ones are just jibber jabber. <laughs> of things. Nice. Of things. I have uh, a Pixel, so it's I downloaded an app. <laughs> oh, you of course you would have a Pixel because you're artistic. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. So you're not an Apple person. I have an Apple computer and I was with Apple for so long until I went to New York Fashion Week or not New York Fashion Week sorry uh Vancouver Fashion Week and I had oh my god what was it an iPhone 5 and it may as well have been a landline and I went into Apple and I was like what what help what do I do with this I need it to last with a battery for call it six hours and they looked at me and they're like no and tried to sell me like a battery pack and I was just like Ah, like what do I do? So I went to my phone provider and I was like, "What do I do? Help me! I have to get on a plane in like five days." And uh, yeah, they gave me the Pixel Four, Pixel Four A, and uh, it works brilliantly and it's got a good camera and got me through my show. And you've been rocking it ever since. What has? Yeah, been- well, we went, went went into lockdown soon after, so <laughs> oh, let's not talk about that. All our dreams, Fair. all our dreams. Oh, my God. Um, but I, I'm happy for lockdown partially. It taught me a lot. Yeah, same. It taught, taught me to slow down. Oh, I don't know if I slowed down. I don't think I did. I don't. Know. I fit, I slowed down a lot. I, I I took I took a pause to learn and to stop reacting and start strategizing. The strategization is key. It's key. I like that. I like that. I have to ask you one last question before we jump off because like. We could probably t- you and I could probably bitter batter for like two hours. So oh, without a doubt, no, no, most definitely. What would you like to see? Where would you like to see your brand in the next six months? I- I'm short term goals lately. I can't do this five year, uh, ten year thing anymore. <laughs> hey, right on. I like it. In six months, I ooh, like oh, wow. That Why would have us by the time this airs. Six months would be May, May into June. I would love to see my visual identity coaching with a strong community of women helping each other out. Um, ideally, I'd like to also hire a hire a stylist to join that community who can give more fashion tips, like trending fashion tips, whereas I would like to work on their self-esteem, confidence, and trust 
within themselves. That's what I like to do. So essentially, I'd like to expand my team. I could see it. While you were yeah. talking, I totally pictured it. So that means yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. We got this. What the? Where are you? Where are you in six months? Me in six months? Okay, I'm so stoked. So we would probably be quote unquote almost reaching 125 episodes, 130 range. Um, yeah, girl. I would like to at least co-create two events by then, um, and I want to do one international one, or at least have an international one in the books for Q3 or Q4. Get it, girl. This is what I want. Like, I want to speak on stage in a different country. Or Shoot, I'll take somewhere else in Canada. I, I'll, I'll even do that. But I just want to, that was one of my goals post-pandemic. Um, <laughs> and I didn't get to do it. So I really want, I, I've done virtual, but you can't pay me enough money to do anything virtually right now. That's not podcasting. Um, and I really hey. want to go on stage in a different country. I think it would, it would uh. add. <laughs> All right, guys. So someone call her out in six months and get her on that stage. Please. In in a latex dress. In a latex dress. But you have to approve it. Rebecca has to approve. Okay, deal. I will approve the dress. <laughs> hey, who knows? Maybe in six months you can hire me to help you with your uh, the visual identity that you're looking to project on stage. Okay, okay, so wait. I saw somebody do this at my personal brand, but she did something like, and on my personal account, she did something like colors. So they, is that what you do? Like they showed her what colors look good on her. See, for me, it's, for me, it's more about you understanding you as a human and what you want the world to see you as because I could dress you in exactly what would look good on you based on your proportion and your coloring and everything. And if you hate it, girl, you're not going on stage. Mm, facts. So, but you need to know you and know what you want to project so that I can take that information and say, great. Here's how I would see it. How do you see it? Does this make you feel and look like a boss or in or a uh, public speaker on stage? Because if the answer is no to you, then it doesn't matter. If you feel the most confident going up on stage in a pair of jeans and a t-shirt like Steve Jobs, then that's how you go up on stage. But if I put you in a beautiful ball gown and you're uncomfortable the entire time, you're not speaking with confidence and no one is remembering what you said. Yes, that is true. That is true. My last, my my only onstage gig of 2021 right now, I wore leather pants. Yeah, you did. And I was just, I felt like a freaking rock star. Like it yeah. was just, I've never worn anything like that before. And I was just really happy with it. Like extremely Um one just to like close that off actually i think the first time i realized the power that clothing has is i produced a collection and i showed that collection it was called approachable armor and it was uh designed with me dealing with a breakup at the time and my girls were so fierce in their clothes that they went out onto the runway and i had never heard this before the audience cheered as if they were rock stars (laughs) and the energy in that room was just infectious it was crazy like the models got off the runway and they were dancing backstage i've never seen anything like that if you ever need a model please oh girl calling you yeah (laughs) yes models of all the time i love real 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 women modeling i think that's great fantastic I would go to Ottawa in a heartbeat. I'll take the bus. I don't care. I'll go out there and just do the thing. I've always dreamt of like walking a runway. Always. Girl, do it. 
I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I told you now, and I, I, I signed up for some, for some modeling comp, uh, a model campaign search for like real women. I signed up for it. I don't know if they're gonna call, but I signed up for it anyways. Uh, by the time this airs, I would know if they would have called me or not. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely something I would do. Give me a mind. Let me know. Let me know. I'll make my way over there with my mic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was super fun. If somebody wants to book you or, or you know, get in touch with you about your your future services or your fashion side of things, where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram. Is uh, probably the easiest place to find me. So at RebeccaRowe.ca, like R-E-B-E-C-C-A-R-O-W-E.ca, or email which is hello at RebeccaRowe.ca. Super basic, but it's the easiest one to remember. You know what? Basic and easy works. Nobody wants to remember .org and hashtag this. And it, exactly. I'm like, that. Let's just make, let's just make this simple. Everything's, everything's the same across all platforms. Like if you punch it Rebecca Rowe to literally any platform, you'll probably find my face. I love it. I think this was a really fun chat. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This is, you're going to come back. You're going to come back later on in the year and we're going to, we're going to link this episode and I'm going to be like, so did you do this? And Hannah, did you do that? We're going to do it. Perfect. Accountability partners. I love it. A public accountability program. I <laughs> Don't, you know, sometimes I get people DMing me. I'm like, who are you? Why are you? Oh my God, I said it on the show. So <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. I love my listeners. You're the best. Thank you so much, Miss Roe, for coming around, um, checking us out, sending mad love and good vibes for all your projects in this year and the coming years ahead. As always, this is your favorite podcast host, Hannah Guzman, coming at you from Toronto, wishing you the best week ever. Chick has a man.